The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Streaks in. Streaks in. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company live from the Star in Frisco in the SWBC studios. Today we have QB Vision. Isaiah Stanback breaks down the Carolina Panthers defense and what they bring to the table. Don't laugh. It's an NFL team. We can talk about this. I didn't say anything. I'm laughing at him laughing. (laughs) John Machota, Nick Harris, of course, Isaiah Stanback. We've got Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing good. Doing fantastic. I uh, I, I made a stop at Wingstop last night to prepare. Did Um, you? Oh, you're you're trying to to prepare the palate? I can't get it out. Trying to ramp up. Prepare the palate? Yeah, I got the blazing, you know. I ate about 10 of them things, and, you know, my mouth is good numb so i'm ready for tomorrow mm. nice <laughs> i love that you got in practice that's impressive. yeah absolutely absolutely the, uh, see i'm a guy who likes spice like mm-hmm. i this is why i initiated this bet to begin with but trying to calibrate your fail but yeah i feel like we fail. still need to train for this yeah fail. this is fail to prepare prepare never to heard fail, of, never know? heard exactly. of a mouth calibration exactly <laughs> he's ready man hey you might be a, a fan <laughs> of jogging you might might love going out on a nice just normal jog, but whenever you're out there sprinting for 26 miles, that's different. Mm. That's different. And that's what that's what Nick's doing on that's on Friday. I, I mean, like, celebration. yeah, that's what he's trying to do. <laughs> I mean, like Ceedee Lamb, he said he's a top receiver in the NFL, but he's not just going to go out there and not warm up before. You know? mm. that's, I'm with you, man. Sometimes you got warm up. Uh, somebody did, did you just compare yourself to Ceedee Lamb? That's what I, I, I heard. C- I am the Ceedee Lamb of eating spicy food. Oh wow! I will say that. That's I will say bar. that. There is a receiver though that used to brag about that. Maybe it was Randy. About eating spicy foods? No, about not oh. warming up. Oh. I don't need to stretch or something. <laughs> oh. It might have been Randy. That sounds like something was. Chad Ochocinco it might, Okay, it's one of those two. Yeah. I don't even need to warm it up. It sounds like an Ochocinco of coming. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Either way, spicy food day is tomorrow. John, are you going to try and stop in tomorrow? <laughs> I, I'm thinking about it. Think just about be, maybe popping in just for the second segment. And if, I won't, if I'm not here, I will be, you will be tuned in. I have a feeling we have sure. an audience. I think we should. I, I think if... Uh, if we can get everybody upstairs down here, yeah. I'll, I'll try. Yeah. I'll start to. There's somebody who sent me a message. Somebody who watches our show religiously. I get mm-hmm. he works in a prison. He's like, I'm about to walk out the prison and go watch this. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's like that's awesome. People have like countdown timers. Yes, they some days do. though, this place would be diff- more difficult to get into though. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> this place specifically. Seriously, I was in the the lunchroom yesterday and I was waiting in line and I got a tap on the shoulder. It was Will McClay. Mm. Will McClay came up to me. He goes, man. I heard about your hot sauce bet. And I was like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "What are you doing on Friday? You want to come down? You want to you want to hang out?" He was like, "Nah, dude, I don't want to watch you cry." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. me? Whoa. How did it get to me?" I was like, "Whoa, wait. I was like, let it be known, I was not the one that lost the bet." There were a couple people that tweeted at us on Sunday too that thought I was the one that lost the bet. My agreement was that if it was a a push, if it was an even one hundred, I would do it with both of you Fact. guys. That, that's, that's, that's what it was. There's receipts but, for that comment. There's, but the, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, he was like, I don't want to watch you cry, and I was like, Oh well, no, it's actually Nick Harris doing it. And he, he was like, Oh really? And I was like, So does that change it? Do you want to come watch it now? And he was like, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> He's got busier things to take care of. So tomorrow's second segment, key matchups with mm. the hottest, third hottest hot sauce in the country, hottest segment got, of the right? year. Ooh. There we go. Bang. Like that. Bars. There we go. There you Speaking go. of the hottest segment, let's get into news and notes. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's, uh, goodness gracious, I had something immediately ready, and now mm. here I am fumbling trying to get it ready. Because you're getting nervous. That's why. It's what it yeah, is. it is. I'm just sitting here thinking about <laughs> like, Spice, and it's like, sweating. oh, my God. Okay, the Cowboys uh, practice report came out yesterday. A lot of people were on it, but everybody was listed as a full participant. We'll run down Rico Dowdle with an ankle injury, Viliyama Fajoko with a knee injury, uh, Jordan Lewis with a neck injury, Osa Digizua with a hamstring injury, Jalen Tolbert with a knee injury, and Kevontae Turpin uh, with his shoulder injury that he uh, that forced him to miss the game against the Giants. And then also Peyton Hendershot was activated, or not activated, he, his practice window was opened um, so that he could, could be activated on the active roster within 21 days. That actually kind of surprises me. I didn't expect him to be 
brought back this season. Uh, but they opened his practice window, and it looks like they're opening up the possibility of having four tight ends on the roster if they mm. want to bring him back. Do <clears throat> you think that could happen as soon as this week? Uh, the thing is, pretty quick. it goes back to our conversation yesterday. It's like, who do you who do you take off the active roster? And I'm I'm just not sure at that point. Yeah, I'm not sure at that point. But four tight ends is is it's not unheard of, but it's it's kind of wild. That's hefty. Uh, when you hear that name, Isaiah, which one worries you the most? Are those, those names on the list. Which one would you uh, would you be more concerned about? You want me to run them through again? Yeah, go through them one more time. Yeah. Rico Dowdle, Viliama Fahoko, Jordan Lewis, Osa Digizua, Jalen Tolbert, Kevontae Turpin. Mine would be Osa. This week? Because Osa was a neck, right? This week it would be Rico Dowdle. Oh, it's a hamstring. Okay, yeah. who was the neck? <clears throat> neck was uh, Jordan Lewis. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, for right. this week, it would be Rico. Because I believe that the box that was left unchecked, as we mentioned a couple of days ago, was the run game. And I believe they need to get the run game going. And I think that they can get it going. And I believe that if he's not there, that impacts, that tremendously impacts their effectiveness and what they're trying to do in terms of trying to get Tony Pollard going. So I think they, they need that one-two punch. I think they realized that last week. And if Rico is unavailable uh, because of that angle, then I believe that that obviously um, – puts a halt to that development and this is a developmental week for that uh, offensive line in this in this running running game for me it's jordan lewis i, I think when, when you're going up against a skill group like the panthers have um, i think you need your entire secondary and i would love for jordan lewis to be able to get some good reps against guys like dj chark and adam thielen and, and so on and so forth um additionally to that is um the uh, Panthers practice report um, looks like DJ Chark is making some some headway in his elbow injury. Looks like he could be ready to go. Hayden Hurst popped up with a concussion. Uh, he mm-hmm. did not practice yesterday, so that would obviously be notable. Um, aside from that, J.C. Horn earlier this week, I know we talked about it, his practice window was open. Still un, unsure if he'll be activated before Sunday, but he was limited yesterday in practice. <clears throat> Any of those names concern you overall, John? Mm-hmm. Not with the Panthers, but also Diggy Zua with the hamstring. Yeah. The Cowboys does a little bit just because um, I, I wrote an article the other day for The Athletic about who I think are the top 10, and I and I added an additional five at the bottom, most important players for the rest of this season. And I had Osa in my top 10 just because of, one, his value, and then, two, just the position he plays and where the depth is with the rest <clears throat> of the team in the middle of the defensive line. And it, he's just so valuable to that defensive line. Um, and in hamstrings, you just never know. I mean, like yeah. they can kind of be annoying and be something that you're dealing with for, you know, several weeks. So whatever it takes to get him healthy, uh, if that means limited his reps this week, you do what you got to do for sure. Also, not to mention the the one of the things that's that plays into his strengths from Osa's standpoint is his get off. It's the motor. It's the the way he can he can explode off the line of scrimmage. And if he's dealing with a hamstring, that's probably going to be hindered just a little bit. Um, to go along with what John just said in terms of the importance of what he brings to the interior of that defense, he's been a big part of how this run defense has taken a step forward and taken a step in the right direction this year. Yeah, but also uh, let's let's say worst case scenario, Osa Digizua can't go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does that open up more opportunities for guys like Mozzie Smith and um, Neville Gallimore and? Uh, against a team where you know their run game obviously isn't the most effective in the world, um, would it be valuable to get reps for those guys in that instance at the same time? Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. Then I mean, I don't know if know. I love having one of our better exactly. players out on the defensive exactly. side. Exactly. I'm just saying, like, it's not the worst case. <laughs> sure. To That's a very positive way to look at it. I appreciate that. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't even really try to be positive. <laughs> 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 um, next thing, uh, we were uh, we were in the locker room yesterday, um, and wasn't a ton of guys in the locker room. They've kind of moved to a different practice schedule mm-hmm. over the course of the last couple of weeks. Looks like that's going to be uh, mostly the schedule moving forward. Whereas like Wednesday, whereas typically. Um, they held a light practice. Instead, they're doing a light walk through later in the day, and uh, we have locker room much earlier in the day, where you know some guys are in, some guys are out. We were able to talk to Marquise Bell um, and talk to a lot of guys, honestly, about just the LVE injury and how it impacts everybody. But obviously, the linebackers it, it impacts a lot more with Marquise Bell and Demon Clark. And, and Marquise Bell was talking about how him and Demon Clark have 
uh, you know, come into this year and they've really bonded because they've been in that second level together and they've been able to grow in that second level. They're both second year guys. Um, both came in together last year and uh, both of them were able to just kind of bounce stuff off each other. Um, it, it was really good to just hear that out of Marquise Bell and he's really confident moving forward that he can, you know, man down that second level as the year goes on. It was a question I asked him uh, towards the end. I was like, do you feel like um, do you feel like you need to bulk up? Do you feel like it's taking a little bit more of a physical toll on you as, as the season has gone on since you're, you know, a little bit of a smaller linebacker? He's like, nah, I feel great. He's like, if, if anything, I'm faster because I'm getting around these offensive linemen. So um, it, it was good to hear from Marquise. He's, he's a guy that doesn't really talk too much whenever you do get him, but he was he was very open yesterday and had a lot of good things to say. Both he and Damone Clark both talked about the emotional <laughs> significance of Leighton Vander Esch yep. being out for the season, too. And I thought the way that they kind of outlined that, John, you were in there, too. But the way they outlined that yesterday was it was pretty indicative of how much of an impact LVE has had on that defensive side. Yeah, I'm I'm really surprised with how like when you mentioned Bell has been able to fill in for for Layton. Yeah. Um just because of the significant drop off we've seen in the past when he has gone out. Um but yeah, there's no question. I mean, he's just been around for a while. I mean, he's been around a long time by NFL years. So those defensive guys are all familiar with him just because he's been one of those guys that he's looked at as one of the faces of the team's defense. So yeah, there's no question. Uh yeah, that's a that's a big loss for them. What else you got for news and notes? Uh, this is the last thing. It was it's on on the same note. Damone Clark talking about LVE and um, how he's been in meetings ever since he has been injured, and how he's been on the sideline. He's been take, uh, taking. Uh, uh, the road trips with the team and just being very involved with everything that's going on. This is what Damone Clark had to say. I'm going to support him because that was a guy that was with me every step of the way when I was rehabbing coming off my neck injury that he suffered last year. He said, don't worry about me. I'm going to be straight. That just speaks to the type of warrior he is. He's going to help us. I talk to Leighton all the time. I look up to Leighton. That's someone that does everything the right way. To me, that's way more important than the football player. If I never play another down with Leighton, that's my brother. So uh, definitely a lot of uh, impact off the field that, that Leighton is still able to bring but it was it was interesting to see how impactful he really is talking to the players yesterday how much of an impact have you seen because i know you're really close with the bone and you you had spoken to him during that same time period but how much of an impact do you feel like layton had on what damone has become in that second level a lot i think he was a instrumental element to damone clark's growth and continued development i think most mostly from the mental aspect obviously trying to overcome that injury Obviously, having been somebody who had been through something similar before, it was it's always good and reassuring to have somebody that can <clears throat> that can communicate and ha- from a sense of understanding. And I think that was the with the role that Vander Esch played in Demone Clark's life in that in that regard. And then obviously from being on the field together, being in the meeting rooms together, he's able to get that wisdom, um, much like a Sean Lee, you know, to to Vander Esch and other guys, right? It's kind of just passing it along, right? Kind of passing the baton and. Um, if that was it for Vander Esch, I think that he's had a longstanding impact on Damone, and he will continue to do so throughout this season. Yeah. I was going to add something here that I don't want to take this thing off the tracks. How much time we got for this first break? Uh, we got about four minutes. Okay. Yeah. So I did this take list off the track. of the 10 most important players. Marquise Bell is in my next five. I'm, I just want to run through these real quick. Yeah. Just hear if there's any objections it. from you guys. Absolutely. Okay. I like it. One is Dak. <laughs> Two. Micah Parsons, mm-hmm. three CD Lamb. I had Tyron Smith four, Zach Martin five, Tyler Smith six, Osa seven, Deron Bland eight, Ferguson nine, Brandon Cooks ten. And then my next five are Demarcus Lawrence, Gilmore, Tony Pollard, Brandon Aubrey, and Marquise Bell. Now this isn't just about, oh, who are your 15, 10, 15 <clears> best <throat> players? This is about importance, you know, looking at the rest of the depth chart. If you were to lose one of these guys, the drop off that you would have yeah. by it. So it's not just, oh, who are these the 10, 15 best players on the team? It's in terms of their value to the team. That's why I had three offensive linemen in the top six, because yep. if you lose any one of those guys, you know, there's just the pieces that have to move around, a lot of things fall apart here. And then I had Jake Ferguson on there because I think he's really taking his game to a different level than the other tight ends. And if you were to lose him, like they have other tight ends, but I don't think that they're on the Talk level. level. Oh, we have a question oh, over yes. here. Hi, yes, hi, Isaiah. <laughs> How's it going? You omitted somebody. Okay. Oh. Brandon Aubrey. Well, he's in. Okay, so I have him in my next five. <laughs> he's in his next five. He's in my next five. I did not have him in the top ten, but yeah. No, I. I You're trying to catch John slipping. No, I'm just no, saying. That's what no, it I is. I put a lot of thought in this, so no, I'm fine I, with no, this. I know I'm you did. I'm so ready for so this when I heard you start talking about the depth chart, I'm like, well, who is your backup kicker? 
Well, he's not. He's I mean, not on the roster. Yeah, no. I feel more. I, I, most I will, teams don't have. Well, a backup who was kicker. it that just had a backup kicker and it was like the running back or somebody like that? Well, that was the Texans. Was, um, yeah, yeah, for an indi- yeah for an individual game. It's not like they're going to be like, okay, that guy's going to be it for the season. That's our guy. <laughs> no, you got I, a I better chance of finding a kicker on the street than you do being like. Any number one tight ends out of there? Want to step into our offense right now? Any uh, any defensive tackles? To be fair, you kind of did find your kicker on the street. Left tackle? Anybody, anybody yeah. out there left tackle want to step literally in? literally on his couch playing soccer. Where, where did you have D-Law at? Uh, he was the first he, of the he, next five, yeah, he right? Was the first of my next gotcha. five. Okay. Yeah. I think the only thing I would... And that's only because of the depth at, at edge rusher. I, I, get yeah. It. Yeah. I think the only guy that I would maybe include in the top ten is Tony Pollard. Just that because was. of... Uh, I think it's really important for him to get going for this team to find... Long, longevity success, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then I, I was thinking about Marquise Bell, but I think Marquise Bell is a good like next five type guy, just because. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the depth is bad at linebacker, yes, but um, yeah, I think he's important too. Tony Pollard was the only name that kind of flagged for me, but when you're talking about depth chart and and ways that they could fill the void, they have three other guys they feel really confident in: yeah. Rico Dowdle, Malik Davis, and Deuce Vaughn. They if have I did this a week ago, guys. I might not have. I might, might have had Tony just because of Rico, up. the way he played, kind of impressed me yeah. in a sense of I, I I knew he can do what he did in that game but to actually see it you're kind of like okay yeah. that that adds to the value of who the were your position. who were your eight nine ten guys because that's that's about as high as I would put Tony I don't think yeah. I'd put him above any of the offensive linemen Jerron Bland just I mean obviously yeah. you have Gilmore so that's but eight I just think it's real thin at corner if you were yeah. losing but I would, uh, I would keep the run there Ferguson was nine and then uh Brandon Cooks was 10 because again I think there's a lot of separation between Brandon Cooks and then whoever sure like I feel like you can really count on Brandon in a big moment if you need to if a team's completely taken CD away I don't feel as strongly about what comes next on the on the depth chart. At I would probably take Pollard and put him above Ferguson. Okay, if I were making my own yeah, list, yeah. I would put Pollard above Ferguson. I get what you're saying on on Brandon Cooks, but if he that just thinks that makes me think he's like a first of the top of the next five guys, yeah. just based off of where CD is in, in this offense and how he is such a featured part, but. Um, I like the list overall. It's I think list. they did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. I just like these for because they make for a good like talking point. Because no it's doubt, like they're, everybody has their own yeah, opinions yeah, too. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and anytime you put a list together of anything, as long as it's five or more, you will always get a bunch of people that disagree, and that makes for a great conversation, though. You know, just yeah. to it's, see where people value different things. It's funny, and I'll bring this up in the third segment, but it's it's very similar. Yesterday, we were talking about MVP odds with mm-hmm. Dak Prescott being number nine in the NFL's MVP odds and what they bring to the table. And while we were running through it, Nick mentioned instead of Jalen Hurts, he would put AJ Brown in that mix, and I was it, it had me thinking yesterday when I was going back and watching through the show was. Who's the Cowboys MVP? Who who right now is your midseason Dallas Cowboys MVP? Don't say it out loud because I want to talk about it in the third <laughs> segment. But I want to do it in like a voting standpoint where we each have a list of three. And if you're if you're the top vote, you get three points. If you're the second vote, you get two points. And then for the third vote, you get one point. And then see what our collective talking Cowboys midseason MVP would be. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that in the third segment. But when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we've got QB vision. Isaiah is going to break it down for about two minutes and 12 seconds. Two minutes, 11. Two, 11 over the Carolina Panthers. When we come back with more Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. 
That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from my next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a shoulder to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To talking cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. From the 240 on our text line, it's Dennis from the DNV. He says, Hey guys. Well, you have medical on standby for Nick Harris tomorrow. <laughs> you may want to consider it. Uh, yeah, wow. buddy. It's actually not a bad idea. I mean, Come it's on. the third hottest hot sauce. He said he is a CD lamb of spice. I am a CD lamb of spice. I just don't want him to, like, hot die on air. I'm a top oh, yeah. spice in this game. That's funny. Oh, he's scary you, spice. You guys are focused on that side of it. I'm focused on what would be bad for... The, the show. janitors? No, bad for the show is that there's no reaction. <laughs> Zero reaction just whatsoever. Like, yeah, it seems big deal. like he's sweating a little well, bit. Well, if that's the case, then we're giving him another chip. Okay. <laughs> if that's the case, we're going double down. I'm going to make an envelope with $20 on it underneath the door to the bathroom for the janitors. Tip I mean, what makes those the best is if someone's just pouring down a bunch of milk, they're trying to like yep. shovel in ice cream because they're just mm. in so much pain. And he's Do, just going to be like, you, What is your choice? What you, that's a good point. Would you rather have milk, ice cream? I mean, what's what's your like uh, your beer, cool down? Water. I, let's, beer, water, beer, Miller Let's just go. Uh, let's just go milk. Just milk. Let's just go milk. You, would yeah, you like me to have like a way. pint of ice cream? King just of spice. Nah. I don't think the king of spice wouldn't nah. eat anything. Yeah, he really doesn't. But just in case he does, <laughs> he about no, the third uh, we're gonna have it just in case. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're gonna have it just I'm in case. Maybe saying. a baby aspirin as long as you, like, if you don't have a baby. A heart attack. Need, I, I will need tums. So tums. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to bring tums. Tums. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring like a pint of ice cream. Sponsor here. Okay. Ums, yeah, yeah. Ums. Uh, what, what, what are those tablets called? What, what is, what's oh, the actual yeah. thing? Oh, that, that, it. that, I, there's a name for it, though. It's like a oh, an anti uh, yeah. acid. Acid, yeah. Yeah, antacid tablet. That's what we're doing. Thank you. Not the Appreciate branded that. one. <laughs> I have seen, because I watch the Hot One show from time to time. I, yeah. I, I do, have seen that there are people that will drink a bunch of like Pepto, Pepto before. Like yeah. to kind of code. I don't know if any of that stuff works. That's the thing. Like people try different stuff, but I don't know if there's any scientific proof that any of it really makes. Yeah. It he calibrated his mouth, so he's yeah. okay. Are you are you ramping back up again tonight? Are you going to go back to Wingstop and we'll and see. Ramp it up. We'll see. We'll you see. might want to give it a day to rest, sir. Yeah, we'll see what my preparation feels like going into the night. I felt like a champion of spice last night. I, me and my wife had uh, we had some Thai food. Yeah, and you know how you rate it like one through five on yeah. the spicy scale. I usually get like a three. I went up to a four, and it was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. Go ahead and yeah, get five next big. time. It's, yep. it's solid. I don't know if I could do a five. It's solid. I tried her. She she does a five. She's big time into the spice, and yeah. she did the five, and I'm like, nah, nah. There you even take a bite? I took a bite. Oh, okay. I, I took two or three, and I was like, I couldn't finish the whole thing. Wow. There's no way I could finish wow. it. But Stone Cold Killer. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we'll see how Nick prepares for tomorrow. The end is the, the name the of the hot near. sauce, right? The end is near. Huh? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had a we had a bit of a snafu in our shipping schedule, but that's okay. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. All right, Beamer, what time is it? It's time for some Wide 80. Wide 80. It's time 
for QB Vision with Isaiah Stanback. Get after it. It's not much to get after, Kyle. Why not? <laughs> for the second week in a row. Uh, <laughs> last week against the Giants, it was relatively quick because we knew that these guys were going to be playing man-to-man. We talked about who was going to have an opportunity to get off, which is why we're sitting here talking about hot sauce. Um, this team is... <laughs> This team is different in the sense that they don't play a ton of man-to-man. Their team is a zone, primarily a zone defense, Mm. and a primarily single-high zone defense. Really weird uh, to see in the NFL. I've never seen a team play this much single-high zone ever, to be honest with you. Um, These guys are at the top of the league in terms of zone. Uh, I guess they're – I'm sorry. Let me get the stat line here. They're sec- they run uh, yeah. the second most yeah, zone second coverage. Most zone, second most zone coverage in the league. Uh, they blitz almost as much as Dallas does. They're fifth in the league in terms of blitz percentage. Um, but their pressure rate is 31st. <laughs> so much like last week, the Giants were at the top of the league in terms of uh, pressure, uh, pressure, you know, attempted pressures and blitzes, but they weren't getting home, right? So they left themselves open, and that obviously hurt them last week um, with Brandon Cooks having some opportunities off of some blitzes. These guys want to sit in single high. They're set in terms of too high. These guys are at the bottom of the league. Okay, they just don't play it. They'll start off in a too high shell. They'll show like they're playing two or show like they're playing four. And then right at the snap, they do a really good job of disguising it at the snap. But you know what they're getting to. So it's not too much of a disguise. There's more so which safety is coming down. That's pretty much what you're looking at. Okay, they start out on a too high shell. All right, I know you're not staying back there. So go ahead and tell me. You know, I'm looking for any indicator to give me an idea of which direction that safety role is. And the reason why that's important is because you obviously, depending on what you have going on in terms of the passing game, you probably want to go away from the the rolling down safety. Okay, so um, that's going to be important for Dak to be able to come up to the line of scrimmage and identify. Um, from what I've seen on film, they disguise it up to the snap pretty much. And then when they roll, a lot of the times they're not rolling to get that safety down in the box to for run prevention like most teams do. Okay, most teams roll that safety down to add another man to the box, much like Dallas does. Okay, yeah. they'll bring Kirsch down and he's coming for a run. Um, run influence, right? Run stopping influence. These guys bring it down so that they have another man on coverage, right? So you're, they're bringing that, that safety down to have their four guys underneath. They're running cover three zone. That is pretty much what they're running. And I don't know why they continue to do it that way. I don't know what what is going on in their defensive coordinator's head to think that you can run a cover three defense every single week in the NFL and be successful. But that's what he's doing. Um, he's he's going. He's, he's playing single high, not playing man. Like, again, they're at the bottom of the league in terms of man coverage. Dallas plays man the second most in the league. These guys play the second least in the league. So um, from that regard, okay. So when we start talking about personnel, there's not a lot that goes on outside of that defensively scheme wise. It's it's really simple. It doesn't make any sense. Um, scheme wise or, or personnel wise, I'm not impressed. Um, they're missing some of their main guys uh, defensively. They are missing their. Uh, Shaq Thompson, shout out to you, Dub. Uh, they're they're missing they're missing Shaq Thompson. They're also missing their there's one of their starting linebackers. Um, he's uh, I, just, I just blanked on his name. I'll find it for oh, you. Okay, uh, just blanked on it. But they're missing two hey. of their starting linebackers. Well, Brian Burns is questionable. Well, not Brian Burns. Brian Justin Burns, Houston. Justin Houston. There it is. So there Justin Houston. <laughs> Just Justin Houston and Shaq Thompson, those guys are both two of their three starting linebackers. You think about J.C. Horn, too, <clears throat> that's yeah. on the edge. He's designated to return, but I doubt Correct. he plays this week. Yuta Gross Matos, but, who was a big uh, first-round pick. Their, in terms of their the heart and soul of their team, Brian Burns is obviously their best defensive player at the defensive end position. He's questionable to come back. He is somebody that you need to circle if he's on the field. He's a he's a madman. He's huge. He's fast. He's powerful. He's explosive. He's a five specimen. and a half sacks this year. He's a complete beast, yeah. right? He's a game wrecker, um, by all by himself. He's their version of Micah, right? He you put him on the field. It doesn't matter where who you put him up against. He's going to be disruptive. Now, if he can't get a sack, he's going to get a pressure. Uh, if he's not on the field, okay, they relied heavily on their linebackers. That was really the heart and soul of their team, and they're missing two of their main guys. Um, that has caused them to play a very um, soft defense. Okay, So even when they're going single high, even when they're going to cover three, these guys are not pressing up. They are this. You're going to have the most free-release run routes 
ever. This should be like routes on air. This should be like anybody who went out to training camp or anybody who's seen any kind of practices from the Dallas Cowboys and you see the warm-up part, portion of practice where these guys are throwing the routes on air, Dax throwing the CD, Brandon Cooks, you know, Jalen Tober. That's what it should look like because these guys don't come up and disrupt you. They don't put their hands on you. They don't alter anything that you're doing in terms of your route running capabilities. So this, I foresee this being much more like the Rams and the Chargers but the Rams and the Chargers ran a two-high shell, and they stayed in a two-high shell. But that same amount of space is going to be given in terms of what the what, what our routes are, are allowing for. Okay, Against the Rams and the Chargers, you had three men covering underneath. This week, you'll have four men covering underneath in terms of linebacker depth players. Okay, So you'll have one extra guy that you have to kind of decipher and find a zone in. Um, again, that's going to come down to Dak being able to see exactly where that safety roll coverage is coming from. Um, and then in the secondary, okay, when first level, Brian Burns is the dude. That's about all they have. The interior defense alignment, they don't have a lot. I know you guys mentioned Derrick Brown in, in, the, in the break. He doesn't pop off film to me at all, regardless of where he was drafted. I don't think he has been popping off no. film the last couple years. He's he was so good at Auburn, like he yeah. was he was my number four ranked player in that draft. That's class. crazy. It I is. mean, he was insanely good at Auburn. It's not translating to the NFL. It is not. Um, the only person that kind of shows up a little bit to me on film is Deshaun Williams, number ninety six. Um, he's a big boy, but these guys primarily two gap. They want to get their hands on your office alignment and they just want to bull rush or they want to play peekaboo. They want to grab your office alignment. They want to poke their head on the left, poke their head on the right, see where your running back's going. So there's plenty of opportunity to have an established running game against this front defensive line because their linebackers are dwindled down to, to backups. Their, their front defensive line is not very effective outside of Burns. Um, going to the secondary, you mentioned J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn um, is a really good cornerback, but he is not available as far as we know right now. He, they open up that window, but he's he's off in terms yeah. of, in terms of um, availability. Um, the only person that remotely pops off film is somebody that Dallas Cowboys are familiar with, and that's Xavier Woods. Um, all he wants to do is run around and hit you. That's pretty much all he's doing. He just wants to be a heat-seeking missile. He doesn't care. I don't even know how many personal fouls he has, but I, I watched a couple games, and he had a few. Um, but he, outside of that, he's been playing pretty well. Outside of that, he's been playing okay. I mean, But, again, he's just running around and hitting. He's not covering very well. Um, he doesn't do anything that scares me in that regard. He just wants to take your head off if you come across the middle. That's that's it. All right. He, he doesn't care that a flag's thrown. He wants to get up and celebrate and find the nearest camera. That's Louisiana Tech and a yeah. rust in Louisiana, baby. <laughs> yeah, so he, they're not being – very responsible. But I, I believe that he's doing that because of how soft their defense is playing, right? The calls that are coming in, yeah. you're not – they're not being allowed. This, this is a – for the first time, I'm seeing a bend but don't break defense out of a single high. It, it's, it blows my mind, right? Typically, you see that out of, out of two high shell, right? Cover four, cover two, whatever it might be. They'll go to cover two from time to time if you're in like third and 12, um, like most teams do, just to have a little bit of protection and keep everything in front of them. But – for the most part, man, this is about as simple as as can be. You should be able to have an effective running game. That's why I was talking about Rico Dowdle. That's, that scared me in terms of him not being on the injury report. Um, I would like to see Dallas get their running game going. Their linebackers are are not what they what they used to be. Their defensive line doesn't do much, but you know you know what they're going to do in terms of their rushing capabilities. They're going to grab you. They're going to try to bull rush you back. They're going to try to stay at the line of scrimmage. Move these guys off the line of scrimmage and get up to the second level on their linebackers. In terms of their defensive backs, their defensive backs are literally just watching you run routes and then they're hmm. trying to tackle you in front of you. That's that's it. I'm, we're going to sit back, watch you run routes. You'll catch the ball. We'll tackle you, and then hopefully you'll throw enough inter, enough incompletions where you know we'll have a chance offensively. But this is simple, simple. I hate to make it sound that simple, but that's what they've shown on film. My biggest surprise with them is that when you look at the stats from them this season, that there are passing yards against is 176. Blows me away. I thought for sure, looking at their record going in this game, I'm like, yeah. oh, I bet you teams just throw all over them. Not the case. Um, that that really stunned me because, and it's also, it's not like it's a um, a team that takes the ball away a bunch. I want, I, I'm pretty sure they're tied for last in the league at like, I think they only have like six or seven takeaways. Mm -hmm. But when I saw that, I thought for sure that their overall defense, like their total defense, I didn't think it would be as high as it is. But I mean, yeah. teams are scoring 27, 28 points on them, but um, I was a little surprised at that. Yeah, and that's because they're dropping that fourth man into in, underneath coverage, right? Yeah. So they, you can push the ball down the field on them, right? They want to uh, – imagine if Dan Quinn just sat back and was like, okay, you guys, play off, let these guys run routes, don't let anybody behind you. Um, if they try to get behind you, by the time that they do get behind you, you know, um, Michael Parsons will be home. 
That's pretty much what they're doing defensively, right? Hey, Brian Burns, go go get the quarterback. Okay, we'll we'll back up and keep everybody in front. And they'll get they'll get bored enough that they'll try to push this thing over the top. And by that time, you should be home and have an opportunity for a pressure, if not a sack. That's how I foresee their defense being facilitated. I'm sure it's, it's a lot more complicated than that, but that's yeah. what it looks. That's what it appears like to me. Um, and I again to that point, they're dropping four guys underneath. So you have to find out where that safety is rolling. Right, so this, you're not gonna be able, be able to identify that until post snap. I was about to say that's a post snap. That's read a post snap read. So you, so Daxon come up to the line of scrimmage. He's gonna come up. There's gonna be two high safeties. The cornerbacks are gonna be playing six to seven yards off. You have hitch routes all day long. But how many teams are gonna run hitches all the way down the field? Most offensive coordinators aren't that aren't that. Um, up, um, well, I can't think. Potent? No, know. they're not that patient. Sorry. Patient. Um, so it's the p words today. It's the p words today, bro. <laughs> I can um, feel you looking bro, for that consonant. The, the peppers, the peppers are preparing me. Uh, <laughs> so most teams aren't going to be that patient to just work down the field like that. Right. So what they're relying on is for you to try to get some stuff going across the middle, and that's where they have that safety rolling down, and they have those four guys underneath. It's like a little umbrella. Right, it's like a little umbrella that they're putting up, and then they're putting a big umbrella over the top of it, and saying, "Hey, take your shot if you want to. Um, you probably won't have time if we have number zero on the field." Out of the last couple games, how is that different than what Dak Prescott has been seeing with the Giants, the Rams, the Chargers going backwards? Going Eagles. backwards, uh, the the Eagles and the Giants was man to man. Yeah. So once your guy won, your guy was open. Mm-hmm. Now. He's going to have to go back to finding those zones, and and it's it's going to be a little bit difficult from him in the sense that a lot of the route, most of the route tree for Dallas is in breaking routes. So being that they're in breaking routes versus a single high zone, he's really going to have to do a good job of putting the ball in the right place. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like these teams like this wait for you to make the first mistake. Like they're just they're banking on you throwing it inaccurately and somebody getting their hands on it and getting the tip ball. Um, you know, if you're going across the middle, Xavier Woods wants to be the enforcer. He wants to scare you so that you're not running anything deep across the middle. You know, he'll take the penalty just to have your head on a swivel. And he's really they're really relying on you. Run a slant route, right? You better throw it perfect because there's an outside linebacker and an inside linebacker, and you got to fit it in that window, right? So that's what – you can get off the ball free, but you're going to go in there with our four guys and good luck trying to find something across the middle. If you're patient enough, you will pick, a, pick apart the outside. There goes the P's again. Pick, pick apart the outside. Um, Peter Piper. But again, most guys aren't going to be that patient. And you're not going to throw hitches. You're not going to run quick outs. You're not going to do all those things for an entire drive. Most people won't. Right At some point, you're going to want to throw an in route. You're going to want to throw a shallow. You're going to want to throw a slant. And that's what Dallas has made their living on. You think about a lot of the plays that CeeDee Lamb's made. It's either been a big play on the outside or it's been a short little slant route, and he's kind of made, made something happen. Same thing with Brandon Cooks last week. Play action, right? Little ball across the middle. That isn't going to be as tangible this week because of the zone coverage. And they're just, again, they're just waiting for that mistake. Now, you could pick this apart if you're patient, but you have to be precise with your ball. Does that mean most of the success you'll find is outside of the numbers? Yes, <clears throat> very much so. Screen game? Yeah, I mean, you can mm. run screen. I mean, but these guys playing six or seven yards off, like, this is crazy. Like, this is the NFL. This isn't college. This isn't high school. This is high school stuff that you see out of them scheme-wise. Yeah. Now, their effectiveness is totally different, right? You talk about the, the passing yardage against them, but this is, a, this is high school. This is high school defense. But even with high school defenses – with professional players, yeah, NFL players, you better be precise, and that's what Dak's gonna. That's his challenge this week. If there is a challenge, that's his challenge. His accuracy. Last week, I'm, my guy's gonna be better than your guy. Boom, we're gonna beat you, and you're gonna. They're gonna have a yard or two step on you. That's not gonna be the case this week unless it's outside. What fascinates me about this defense is to what y'all have already mentioned. They're fifth in the NFL in passing yards allowed through the first nine games, but they are bottom three in the league in sacks. So it's not like. They're generating pressure and it's forcing, you know, mm-hmm. it's not allowing anything to happen downfield. And they it, blitz the fifth most. Yeah, it's it's strange. <laughs> they still don't have any. They don't get home. So it's, it's, it's much like last week where the Giants blitz almost the most out of anybody in the league, but they're at the bottom of the league in terms of pressure. But they can't get home. They can't get home. <laughs> yeah. So they're exposed. Right. These guys, I don't foresee that being the case this week for them. I don't I don't see them blitzing much because they don't want to get exposed. The Giants they didn't blitz a whole lot they last did not. week. Yeah. Not compared to what they have been doing. No. You, they, they, said, they, they, they spent a lot of time doubling CD. They spent yeah. a lot of time doubling CD to a fault. Yeah. And that's why Brandon Cooks went off. I mean, they went Quite single high. Out. They were going single high safety, but that single high safety was sitting over the top of CD Lamb. It was like, okay, Brandon Cooks is over there man to man against your number two cornerback. We're going to win that all day yeah. long. This week, they're going to sit back and literally just say, okay, put the umbrella up, right? And wait, wait yeah. for the raindrops. 
That's it. That's all they're doing. So the real question is, is Brandon Cooks going to go over 100 yards receiving again? No. And should we bet on it? No. I don't, I don't you don't think that. so? I don't see that this week. Um, I really think this is a Tony Pollard game. Mm. I think I think the offense wants to get him going anyway, so I think that's the focus probably going – I hope it's the focus going into this week. But this defense allows for that as well, uh, as long as your receivers could get in there and get some blocks. By the way – This isn't fantasy football, though. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> Fact. All right, Mike McCarthy. That's my favorite quarter of the year right now. <laughs> this isn't – I don't play fantasy football. The – the three teams, three offenses that you would maybe that you would say are, I know Nate. I've got we're on a podcast. Nate Newman walking by saying I'm late for TV. The the here's the thing with Carolina. You were talking about how they've been giving up 21, 17, 16 points last week in their loss against the Bears. The three teams that they've played that are playoff caliber teams: the Seahawks, the Lions, and the Dolphins. Seahawks put up thirty-seven, the Lions put up forty-two, and the Dolphins put up forty-two. Yeah. So you can you can score against Absolutely. this team, and they've shown in the past that they will allow some points. But it is a bend don't break mentality, and it's something that they're going to try and employ. Uh, by the way, Dak Prescott six interceptions this year. Four of those six have come against zone coverage. Yeah, he yeah he has not historically been great against zone. And so he's that's he's gonna play a lot of zone. Yeah, they're gonna play a lot of zone. So that's what I'm saying. That's that's Dak's challenge this week. It's not a complicated zone, but it's still a zone. Yeah. Sure. So um, he just has to be accurate. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, this is another quick stat we'll look at: is rushing yards allowed defense wise? Panthers are ninth, but the Giants are fourth, and hmm. as far as the most that they're giving up. So. Uh, this has got to be an opportunity to get the running game going, whether Rico Dowdle's playing or not. Like you just you have to find a way to rush for one seventy five. Like that'd be awesome. It, that's, that's that's where you have to get this offense this week. That'd be great. All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, who is the mid season team MVP, and who does John think is going to win this game coming up on Jake Sunday? M. We right. get his pick, and we'll give you our team MVPs when we come back. Right after this, on Talking Cowboys. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Mario from South Texas chimes in on the text line. He says, tell Nick just because he's a fan of the Miami Heat doesn't mean he can handle the heat. That's 100% right. But I'm still, I can handle it. You can handle it. We're going to see. We're going to have medical personnel. We're going to have... Uh, Antacids. We're in luck. Hey, after I handle this challenge Wait, whoa, tomorrow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Customer service has gotten back to me once again, Kyle. Their you're customer in, service you're is amazing. Like working the phones. Oh, I'm working the phones right now. This is happening. <laughs> 
Customer service, uh, they just let me know. Because okay. the last time, the physical location, which is here in Texas, the, of the store, I'm not going to mention the store, was closed last time I walked by. I was like, oh, man, they closed. That sucks. So I ordered it on, online, mm-hmm. right? On Sunday, I'm like, okay, I can't go in person, so I'm going to order it online. Well, the shipment... It hasn't gotten here, nope. right? So that's my expression to to the customer because services. You, you have the hot sauce, so we have it. Yeah, it's an old batch, though. I don't want. I want exactly. A fresh batch. You want a fresh I batch. I see a lot of words on that phone. It's a lot. I think it's a, there it's are a very a strongly words. worded. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I, I can okay. write an email. So <laughs> they they communicated to me that we apologize. We understand that you're frustrated. We, we apologize. <laughs> a lot of words are that is not there. USPS has not uh, checked it in yet, but the store is not closed. The store has moved. Oh. oh, okay. Dun dun dun. So you're gonna write so over you're there. Saying there's a chance. <laughs> Where's the store? I mean, I guess we can't really. It's close. Like, it's five minutes from my house. Oh, oh. nice. Let's I go. Thought, very nice. All uh, right. It doesn't matter where the store is at. Two yeah. more of these emails, and they're hand delivering it to the house. <laughs> it could be an Abilene, and I think exactly. Oh, I'm on the way. Yeah. I got time today. Strongly worded today. emails. Strongly worded. Either way, it's happening tomorrow. Second segment, hot sauce payoff bet. Brandon Cooks will be in attendance as well. We're going to make it happen. Mm. We're going to talk to him in locker room today. Yeah. Tell him to come through. Tell him to come through. We offered him at the postgame show. And we'll show see him the video. We'll, what video? No, the video I posted. Show him that video when you see him. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will. I'll, I'll do that. That, that <laughs> sounds good. All right. I want you to give me your top three Cowboys MVPs top this three. season. Top three. One, two, and three. I want you to rank them. Top three top players at this point in the season. If season ended today, who would be your MVP? I'll start with Nick Harris. I'm going to go one, CeeDee Lamb. Okay. I'm going to go two, Dak Prescott. And okay. three, um, Deron Bland. Mm. I, one of the text lines said Deron Bland needs to be the in the MVP conversation. If we lost him, we'd be in big trouble. That was Brian <laughs> in Colorado. What do you think, John? This is tough. It is tough. This is really tough. Um, man. So, there's no way I'm leaving Micah Parsons off my top three. Yeah, it was tough. That was tough for me. Uh, I'm going to go C.D. Lamb one, Micah two, Dak three. Mm. But I will say you could have any of those three in a different order, and I wouldn't have a huge argument for it. Yeah. Um, But I would have a big argument for anybody but those three. Mm. By the way, we do have some text line conversation. Dak, Lamb, Aubrey. Brandon Aubrey being the third one. That one's from If there had been a, a lot of close games that came down to him kicking game-winning field goals, I'd feel a little bit differently, and maybe that would be more of a factor for me, but mm. still, no way is that in my top three. Didn't a kicker win the MVP in, like, the 80s? Uh, What? I mean, what was going on then? <laughs> Hold on. I'm, I'm about to Wishbone. Did they, did they have the forward pass? Oh, man. I'm going to look it up. Go ahead, Isaiah. I'm along the lines of you, I believe. I think I'm going with CD. Okay. Then I'm going with Micah. Oh, crap. There's a lot of guys making plays. And then I guess I have to go Dak. Okay. Yeah. So I think, I think Deron Bland is a benefactor. Of he, he would Micah be my Parsons. four, but he's I don't put him too. on that same. Micah Parsons, just because he hasn't been getting the sacks, this dude is leading right. the NFL in pressures. Yeah. Nobody wants to get hit by him, so they're running away and just tossing it in the air. And there is nobody that I know that loves pressures more than you. Oh, pressure. <laughs> pressure burst pipes. 1982 Mark Mosley kicker oh, wow. won the MVP. What, what are we doing, NFL? Yeah. What are we doing? That's some wild. A 75 yard or something? Mark Mosley. I mean, okay, I'll, I'll just come up with this scenario. If you, in a 17 game, obviously it was 16 at that time, to win MVP, Minimum six game-winning field goals. Minimum. Minimum. We don't even start they, talking like, without we're that. We're talking like 45-plus, 50-yarder-plus yes. like just moonshots. And Adam Venetary, yeah. Oakland playoffs in the wind and, and snow. There's not just because you had a bunch of field goals. I'm sorry. Well, maybe even a touchdown. Maybe where he like throws a touchdown to win the game like late. Yeah. Like it's a fake field goal and he tosses it yeah. 40 yards downfield. Like that would maybe give it to him. Y'all are about to laugh. He went 20 for 21 from field goals and he missed three extra points. And that was when the extra points were like right there. He only played nine games that season. Was 82 a strike season? Uh, uh, it, maybe. Gosh, I don't know how you well, win we look. We look so wild. What were the quarterbacks bad. doing then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joe Theismann was second, which he played on the same team. So I don't know. This is wild. He was. What, what, what are we doing, people? This, this is weird. Stuff. Yeah, that's wild. Right, what you got? Uh, all right, so I have CD, Dak, and Micah. I had mine <laughs> written down already. So that 
across the board has CD as your Cowboys midseason MVP, uh, followed by Dak, then Micah, then Deron Bland. Mm. And, I mean, it was unanimous among the four here. CD Lamb is the number one possibility, number one MVP. When you look at the national media, do you think he would ever get anywhere close to that sort of attention before Dak Prescott does? No. 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 I don't when you're so the quarterback either. of the Cowboys, there's just so much more on your plate. Uh, man, it would be tough. Only way, again, like I think we talked about the other day, you'd have to set the single season receiving record. Mm-hmm. And even then, that means obviously Dak threw for a ton of yards too. Yeah. I, I think it would I think it would be tough. I think the only guys on the Cowboys that could get MVP would be if Micah had, you know, set the record sack breaking. record, or if obviously they win a lot of games, it's going to Dak. Just like I said, when when we went over those odds for the favorites to win MVP, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, and I don't think Hurts. Uh, I would love to pull NBA, I mean NFL GMs, and see how many would take Jalen Hurts over Patrick Mahomes if you could pick. I would be surprised if there was one. Yeah. But um, but I see Jalen Hurts winning the award if they end up with the best record in the NFL. Hmm. And then. Brandon Aubrey, of course, could win. And if he goes 20 of 21 and misses three PATs, yeah, yeah, he could also win. Absolutely. Yeah, he could be up there. So, any objections, Isaiah? Nope. None. You just focused on tomorrow? I'm game ready. Uh, 808 says, is John not going to be at the best show of the year? Dang. He said, if I can get up at 5 a.m. in Hawaii to watch your show every day, which, by the way, <laughs> salute to you. Yo. Salute to you. John has to make the show tomorrow. Hey, that's a hassle. Let's see how we word this. <laughs> um, me not being here probably has nothing to do about when I can wake up. That's and not the dedication, truth. <laughs> yeah. probably got the wrong guy for that. Um, we'll leave it at that. It's probably not the thing that's the issue here. No, no, it's a contract thing. The uh, the the one thing I will say, I would love for John to be there. I would love for anybody upstairs who's listening to this can be here. <laughs> we could phone John in, but that I mean that's not the same. Oh, he needs to see this. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Even if I'm not here, I'll be here in you spirit. Guys have, and I'll be you guys can video chat each Even, other. So if you are listening to this podcast via audio, which we love our audio listeners oh, you'll hear it. all the time, you will hear it, but I would encourage you to go on the YouTube, to go on the Twitter, yes. to go on the website, and watch it in person. Watch it. Actually see the video of what is happening. Maybe tomorrow. I should live stream it on IG. Maybe, yeah. You can maybe do like a behind-the-scenes live stream. No, I don't want to take away from our such I've, a, yeah, I've already called point. YouTube. They're going to come out here. Oh, sweet. <laughs> You're such a phenomenal hater. We've got hard knocks. <laughs> We've got an NFL Network crew coming in. NFL films. Yeah. Oh, We've got all awesome. of it happening. Goodness bum, gracious. Bum, 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 I call all the news bum. stations just in case you didn't know. Sweet. No, but... <laughs> Bill Jones Nui, is just going to Bill. <laughs> it just be them too. I really do foresee us having a whole little... Uh, We're going to make it happen. Audience right here. We'll make it happen. This and is getting around really, the building. And then what really happens... This is getting... There's one person, one person. there. Yeah. This man is just eating an entire bag of these chips, and it's not even bothering them at all. And everyone's just like... I'm just dousing. Yeah. Probably would. Stop being such a realist, like, John. This is what y'all get for being haters. Haters. <laughs> all right. That does it for us here today on Talking Cowboys. Hope you had as much fun as we did. We'll be back tomorrow. John, real quickly, who are you picking on Sunday? Same score as last week. 40-7, to 7 Cowboys. I mm. uh, just... Sorry. I... I understand don't apologize. That in the locker room, I don't know if you've noticed this, people are trying to bring along the storyline of, you know, this could be like Arizona again. Stop yeah. that. That's yeah. not happening. Yeah. I don't think so. 40 to 7. Well done. Well done. John Machota, appreciate you as always. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeomans saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Hot Sauce Day on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!